Welcome to the Frankie Boy Podcast. The first episode is on romanticism. I'm Angelina Kilton. I'm Adam Goldberg. I'm Sean Burns. I'm Hannah Barton. And Sophia is also with us, but she is on vocal rest, so she can't speak right now. So although it is romance, it's not your typical, like, aw, lovey-dovey, like, vouch, wow-wow, but more like, whoa, <laughs> we watched this person die together, so we have to spend the rest of our lives together. And it will be perfect. Not allowed. Can't not be perfect. Anyways, the name of this is called Trauma Bonding, and it's low-key, like, really relates to how Frankenstein and the monster kind of part ways. Keeping it going, both the ideas of the common man seeing the forbidden, a good example is murder, when the monster killed... William, but more specifically, to Shelley's to sh- <laughs> we can turn that to Shelley's story. The idea of wandering and rebellion paired with interaction with the supernatural, more and more throughout the book, these ideas intensify, often parallel paralleling the evolution of the monster. Oh, yo, look at that. We have an anonymous tip sent to our website. Hannah Banana Baby, can you please read this? I've just seen a man that is eight feet tall running out of a home. I believe it is Dr. Frankenstein's home, but I have never seen that the man before. He was absolutely hideous, almost human, but also quite unlike any human I've ever seen. Wow, thanks for that tip, anonymous user. There was a rumor going around that Frankenstein was going to be creating something, but I didn't know he was actually going to do it. I don't think Frankenstein should be able to create this monster, first of all, but, you know, (laughs) just trim that. Whether or not we had a rumor that Frankenstein created the monster, it begs the question of whether or not Frankenstein is a real monster or the actual monster is a real monster. Because when you think about Frankenstein movies, Frankenstein is always depicted as the monster. So, in actuality, was the scientist the monster or was the so-called monster that was grotesque the monster? Because... Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, is the embodiment of scientists, which is a symbol for the creation of the monster being Victor's true self. There's definitely an argument for Victor being the monster, but regardless, it's his connection to trust and secrets. His confidence in his field of study, which was initially shattered by Mr. Kremp, and his trust was restored by Mr. Waldman. Kremp represents fear and ignorance of the unknown. Ironically, this is the exact thing that the monster represents. The theme of secrecy also connects to Victor's inability to explain his story to Walton in the beginning. He later earns his trust, but still doesn't want to reveal the secret of how he got to the point where he could bring something back to life. Why does Victor have all these trust issues? Victor was actually neglected and wanted to prove people from his past wrong, like Mr. Kremp. The idea that Sean mentioned earlier, forbidden knowledge, relates to Kilton's question of who the real monster is. Frankenstein created a creature separate from separate human body parts. This creation is not humane or natural in any sense, but why did Victor create this monster? Yes, he did want to prove former professors wrong, but there could be a deeper idea to this creation. Maybe he was having a lack of confidence. This new creation would turn him into a new person without acknowledging any resulting consequences that would inevitably follow, good or bad. 
But that relates to the foil between Victor and the original narrator, Walton. They are foils to each other because they both are eager to, eager to learn and gain, gain knowledge and seek the far away. For example, Walton meets Victor during his journey to the North, North Pole, and the reason Victor is there is to hunt down the monster he had created years before. However, Walton is curious about the unknown, while Victor is overcome by the need to attain knowledge and becomes insane from the journey to capture the monster. This definitely connects back to Mary Shelley's life. She had a very traumatic life involving seeing her mother beaten by her father and the death of many children and family members. She was constantly on the move and constantly on vacation. This constant running away is seen throughout the novel through Frankenstein's monster constantly going through the woods, Walden on his journey, and then Frankenstein at the end going back. So honestly, I'm thinking, did Mary Shelley write this so specific to her life and what she wanted but knew she couldn't? Because a girl has been through a lot, nowhere near what Shelley did, but similar. And I know I've thought of every possible situation in every possible universe where I could have fixed things or stepped in and messed with supernatural, quote-unquote. But I know nothing would have ever been able to be reversed. I hate how much I relate to her with the situation. It makes me think this and many other possibilities have gone through her head to fix the past, but she never would have been able to do this. Is this her final, for lack of better words, shutting of her book, of her romantic thoughts about bringing her family back? It's almost closure. Sean, I can see your point of shutting of the book, as you called it, and I think this book is indeed an outlet tool for Shelley, but in what way is it an outlet? Is it a way for her to officially accept what has happened to her, or do you think this is her still trying to manifest a different outcome? Honestly, I think a little bit of both, because she needed closure. She went through hell and back in her life, and... I think this book actually really helped her in the long run as a good achievement and closure. The fact that she had to deal with so much death and the fact that Frankenstein has to deal with the death of Justine and William on her hands is completely parallel to Mary Shelley's life. The theme of seeking the far away and constantly running away from fear and death is present through Frankenstein's monster, aware of him being neglected by everyone, including the family he views, and Victor's separation when he's creating the monster to his own family is definitely paralleled, again, by Mary Shelley's own life. Wandering as a rebel and an outcast as a theme is obviously shown up through Walden going to the Arctic to find closure in his knowledge, Victor running away after fearing his own creation, and the monster himself running away from the family he once thought would accept him and then realizing that he's lonely and eventually returning to Victor to seek another person in a companion creation. 
Now that leads us to Sophia's question. Since there is always a sense of betrayal within trust, then didn't Frankenstein betray Justine when he let her die? It was his monster who killed his brother, yet he completely broke their trust by letting her die for that. That's an interesting point, Sophia. Although I know I didn't hear you say it, I could feel you say it. But I also really kind of don't agree with you, because it wasn't his choice to have the monster go and kill someone. That was him fighting back, trying to get Frankenstein's attention. And that actually leads us to the common man and the monster and how they have such a strong juxtaposition, but at the same time are horrifically the same and they parallel each other continually especially as we see the monster reveal and gain emotional awareness representing society as a whole frankenstein strives to be with the common man the common man is viewed as the family that he observes and then realizes that he needs their trust in order to be a part of them. After he reveals himself, he realizes he is ostracized by, the, by them and by the common people, even though he considers himself to be that. I think he said Frankenstein instead of the monster. <laughs> but the monster, yeah, the monster um, continually wants to be part of this common man society, and he learns their language, and he just wants to be part of something. And then as soon as he is a part of something, like Adam said, he's ostracized for how he looks. He, like, he does have human-like features, but since he looks ugly, he's not considered a human. And that just represents society as a whole with the whole idea of judgment for not being able to fit in. And yeah. <laughs> Is it this? While we had great points about Frankenstein, the monster, Walton, Justine, and society, that's all the time we have for today. But tune in next week when we talk about parenthood.